Hello and welcome to Think Compliance, brought to you by Comply Guys and Compliatric. With me today is Ahmed Salim, co-founder of Comply Guys, and Adam Benel. Adam is a compliance professional from a healthcare organization in Northern California. My name is Brad Phillips, director of sales for Compliatric, and I will be your host. Welcome, guys. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Now, for our new listeners, Comply Guys and Compliatric have created this podcast series in order to help compliance professionals build their program. Every podcast, we'll discuss a new compliance issue and provide insight on how to ensure your organization is following best practices. Today's topic will be an overview of the fourth element of an effective compliance program, auditing and monitoring. It is important to note that the information provided in this podcast are the opinions of our presenters and should not be considered legal advice. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Ahmed Salim. His email address is listed on the description page of the podcast. Now let's get started. Ahmed, can you give us a general overview of what auditing is? Yeah, no problem, Brad. So today we're going to refer to a lot of AHIA's uh, white paper that's actually uh, on their website when it comes to monitoring auditing. So the definition they have is auditing is a formal, systematic, and disciplined approach designed to evaluate and improve the effectiveness of processes and related controls. Auditing is governed by professional standards, completed by individuals independent of process being audited, and normally performed by individuals with one of several acknowledged certifications. Objectivity in governance reporting is the benefit of independence. Can you guys go over what an audit would consist of then? Yeah, so going back to this white paper, so HCCA and AHIA came together and put together a seven-component framework uh, talking about auditing and monitoring. Um, and for our members who don't know, AHIA is the Association of Healthcare Internal Auditors. The seven components are a formal review governed by professional standards, completed by professional independent of the operation, formal, systematic, and structured approach, Involves planning, sampling, testing, and validating. Formal communication with recommendations and corrective action measures. Documented follow-up of corrective actions. And audit accountability is typically to the chief audit executive and the audit committee. And involves routine formal communication to the board and management. So when we look at each step, we'll start with the first one. So formal review governed by professional standards. And this is where, you know, we talk about... Uh, the AHIA and getting certifications, make sure that the person that's actually auditing knows what they're auditing and how to audit. Audit's not simply just looking at stuff, but it's a systematic approach. Uh, make sure that you have your scope. Make sure that you uh, have a timeline set for your audit. These are things that are important when you talk about auditing and monitoring. And then make sure that it's completed by professionals independent of the operation. You don't want any conflict to arise. You want to make sure that the people who are actually uh, completing your audit aren't subjective but actually objective to the audit they're completing. And then make sure you have a systematic and structured approach. Make sure you actually, as I stated just a few seconds ago, have the scope, have the timeline, understand what it is that you are auditing, make sure your objectives are clear. Yeah, and the fourth step in involves planning, sampling, testing, and validating. And so <laughs> with the planning stage, this is typically uh, held in conjunction with uh, the chief audit executive or regional compliance officers 
um, but really to ensure that we're looking at the appropriate scope, uh, correct variables, and testing uh, either simple random utilizing simple random sampling or judgmental sampling. And then number five, for oral communication and recommendations and corrective action measures, making sure you're actually uh, communicating what recommendations you may have. And if you have any corrective actions, making sure that that's communicated as well. Number six, documented follow-up of corrective actions. Really, we're documenting our approach and also uh, ensuring that, our, that the client is held responsible and accountable for whatever actions we deemed appropriate. And finally, number seven, audit accountability is typically to the chief audit executive and the audit committee. Make sure that you actually are reporting up to someone your audit findings. Um, it's important that your audits are actually being shown to others and that there's some form of accountability. Now, it's important to mention that, you know, we're going over a lot of information when we talk about auditing and monitoring. Um, you know, these are two things that are not very simple. There's a lot that goes into it. This is just a broad overview of uh, both auditing and monitoring and we do refer you to the AHIA white paper with HCCA and other resources uh, to get a better understanding, a more detailed understanding of both. Well great guys, thanks for the auditing portion. Um, Adam, maybe you can give us a little bit more about what monitoring is. Yeah, thanks Brad. So monitoring is defined in, as defined in the AHIA white paper uh, is an ongoing process usually directed by management to ensure processes are working as intended. Monitoring is an effective detective control within a process. Typically, characteristics of monitoring uh, include usually, it's usually completed by operations or compliance folks. Uh, it involves ongoing checking and measuring uh, as well as testing and sampling. It can be periodic, uh, so the frequency of these tests may depend on audit scope. We also want to avoid scope creep in our audits to ensure we're looking at the appropriate processes and time frame. Uh, may often, uh, more often than not, this may be in conjunction with uh, activities performed by internal audit. So a lot of times internal audit and compliance um, will work together. So monitoring, really from my perspective, um, I see auditing and monitoring as a two-step and arguably a three-step process where the auditing is identifying a particular set of issues, you know, as clearly defined uh, from a med, and, and two, you know, does monitoring need to take place? So the second part is a so what test, you know, so we determine that there was an audit needed to be performed and then does there need to be a monitoring function? Do we need to follow up and ensure that uh, either a corrective action plan was put in place? Um, is that corrective action plan being followed? And then after that, how do we ensure that you know this audit isn't just a one-time fix and that this is a set of behaviors that are being consistently followed um, you know, as deemed by regulations, the law, or your organization's um, you know, policies? Can you go over what monitoring looks like? Yeah, so um, monitoring is often less structured than auditing, though auditing techniques may be employed. Um, you know, so like I said, kind of a two-step, maybe even a three-step process where there was an audit performed, you know, does there need to be monitoring done? And then 
sometimes you may find out that the monitoring is not sticking or it's not, um, you know, working, and so then you may find yourself in a position where you need to audit again. Um, but then also, usually it's completed by operations or compliance personnel. Um, yeah, it can be periodic. Uh, accountability for monitoring is typically to operations leadership, which uh, could be the chief audit executive. And uh, if it's completed in relation to compliance work plan or an annual risk assessment or audit plan, you know, formal communication to a chief compliance officer and compliance committee is more often than not um, either a quarterly, biannually, or an annual uh, process. Well, thank you guys for all of your insight on this. We do appreciate having both of you on our show. And thank you listeners for coming and checking out our Think Compliance podcast. Please join us for our next podcast on the next element of an effective compliance program, which is developing effective lines of communication. Now, if you have any questions, please reach out to Ahmed Salim or myself, Brad Phillips. Our emails and websites are listed on the description page at the bottom of the podcast. For more information about auditing and monitoring, please refer to the EHEA white paper. The link is provided at the bottom of the page as well. Thanks again, guys. Talk to you next time.